This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. just want to welcome everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. It's Alana Willyfree and you're with my program called Body Matters. And today I'm going to be chatting to Tusha de Klerk and she is from the Joseph Movement. Um, Tusha has studied psychology and criminology and she's got such a passion for ministry. So yes, I just want to, and our topic for today is basically touching on human trafficking and we want to know what does human trafficking look like and we're also going to touch on pornography and how that all interlinks with human trafficking. So without further ado, I just want to welcome you to show you. Hello, Alana. I'm very well. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Thank you so much for coming and just sharing your knowledge and your expertise in this field. Tusha, I know you a little bit, but I know that the audience out there would just like to know a little bit more about yourself and also about the Joseph movement. Thank you, Alana. Yes, of course. So I'm Tusha de Clark. I am married and have one child. Uh, we live around this area, the northern suburbs. And I've been in ministry for at least 15 years. And basically the history that I've had Mm. with um, my late husband has guided me into from ministry within the mission field and the educational sphere um, into the trafficking or anti-human trafficking arena. And that is where I currently focus my work on. Uh, So I've established the Joseph Movement. And it's um, a very exciting endeavor. So the mission of the Joseph Movement is to counter modern day slavery and human trafficking as well as sexual exploitation. And the way that we do this is through preventative education and activism, as well as events and very much evangelical outreaches. So as we know, you know, true freedom comes through Mm -hmm. the Lord. And then our vision, um, this is like my my <laughs> utmost biggest vision um, and dream, is a society that is fully aware of what human trafficking looks like mm. and also fully equipped and active to help combat it. You know, I find that in so many conversations, people actually don't realize mm. the true scope of human trafficking mm. When you talk human trafficking, people are mostly um, pulled towards oh, sex trafficking or labor mm-hmm. trafficking, abduction or containers filled with people. And I think it always seems like there's a limited perspective, uh, a perception of you know what human trafficking is about. So I'm actually very keen to hear a little bit more about going a little bit more depth of what actually human trafficking looks like. Yes, yes. Um, well, you know, human trafficking, just to describe or to give people an idea of what is human trafficking. So human trafficking would take place when a person is either forced, misled, coerced or manipulated um, for the blatant use of their body or for their labor. So that's just a very so, simple summary mm. of what human trafficking is. Mm. 
But then our country has what they call the PACOTIP Act, which goes into so much more detail. But that is a very simple summary of what it, of what it is. And then what does it look like? Um, you know, there are so many forms of human trafficking. For instance, there's the sex trafficking and labor trafficking. There's domestic servitude, which is very much prevalent in South Africa. Forced marriage, um, for instance, oh. a kutwala, which is a cause of practice, but unfortunately throughout mm. the years it's been distorted. And then we also have forced begging, um, also very prevalent in our country. Organ harvesting, baby harvesting. Wow. Not too long ago we've sure. heard a lot about that in yes, the media. that's true. And then uh, child soldiers, which we don't have in our country, thank the Lord for that. I'm However, sure that's quite, um, quite big in, in African countries. Most definitely, you know, um, we have sources that have informed us that a lot of our children are taken across borders into mm. countries where there's a lot of conflict. And then there's also forced illegal activities. And this one I like to really emphasize because mm. it makes you realize how vast human trafficking is. And human trafficking is a hidden crime. You know, it's often overshadowed by other mm. crimes such as um, the, the, the drug, um, you know, the drug trade, for yes. instance. Um, so forced illegal activities um, fall under human trafficking as well. Once again, it's because someone has either been forced or coerced yes. or manipulated into a situation for that kind of sure. use. And then we also have snuff movies, um, okay. which some might know is, um, is found on the dark web. And that is when people are um, tortured and murdered on camera. Sure. And then Bachabazi, which is called boy play, which is a practice where um, young boys are used to dance and also sexually satisfy older men. Sure. So those are the many faces yes. of human trafficking. Uh, and, and on this mm, yeah, no, sorry, carry on, yeah. on this topic, I can go into so much yes. detail, but I've now just summarized it for okay, you. But we, we're going to touch on that just now yes. a little bit more. And um, so the Joseph movement, I quickly want to ask you just offhand, where did you get to the Joseph movement? How did you get to the name? Actually, thank you, Lana. I actually like that, um, that you're asking that. So God placed on on my heart and um, the co-founder of the Joseph Movement's heart for us to, to start the organization. And we, we, we both very much have a heart for the movement or for the cause. But the struggle was, okay, what, what kind of movement, what, what name? And it was, it was really a difficult decision. But I was often during the previous months told by various friends, Tusha, I see you as a Joseph. And that's just due to some personal um, experiences mm. that I had. And it came from different people who weren't really in contact with one another. So it was so clear that there was some connection there that, mm. that God was speaking to me. And then I was actually um, given the name, the Joseph movement one night before I fell asleep. And I was just so excited because that just realizing, but who was Joseph? Yes. You know, where did he come from? And God just showed me 
that he was rejected and he was thrown in a pit mm. by people whom he even knew, which happens um, a lot with inhuman trafficking. And he was sold to slave traders. And this sure. is exactly what human trafficking wow. is about, is being sold and being exploited, mm. um, not only by strangers, but most cases take place um, with people that you actually know, family members or friends of family. So, so it was just so clear that um, we hit the nail on the head with the name. <laughs> Now, that is amazing. I think we're going to take a short break and then we will come back afterwards and you know, we chat a little bit more about how you got involved in, in the Joseph movement. Perfect. Thank you, Alana. This is Alana Willyfi and you've just tuned into Body Matters and I'm chatting to Tusha de Klerk. Um, she's part of the Joseph movement and we're chatting about combating human trafficking. Um, we've chatted a little bit about what human trafficking looks like, but I would just find, like to find out from you, Tisha, how did you get involved or how did you find um, Joseph, the Joseph movement? Thank you, Alana. Well, in my years of ministry, I gained experience in, in, in so many um, facets, um, such as mission work, developing training and educational resources and involved in activism and awareness campaigns. But then God redirected my focus to become more specialized. And this began during my first marriage, um, where I experienced firsthand the debilitating effects of pornography, um, or pornography use rather. So my late husband was addicted to pornography, which led to so many other problems and mm. other addictions, and eventually uh, took his own life. Okay. Uh, so this is where my passion to combat pornography and sexual exploitation came from, um, and all the other elements that go hand in hand with it, including human trafficking. And this is what led me to become um, more involved in a network of organizations within South Africa um, and also professional individuals that help combat human trafficking and sexual exploitation. And that finally led to the birthing of the Joseph movement. Wow, yeah. that sounds so amazing. And I think God has really prepared you along the way Um you know, just to, to set up this movement and everything. So Most tell definitely. me, in, in that, talking about that, um, what does the Joseph movement do in combating human trafficking? So, Lamina, we, um, we work towards exposing and reducing human trafficking and sexual exploitation. And how we do this is we focus a lot on online awareness Um and so many people are online and on social media, etc., especially now with COVID. So um, online awareness as well as direct education. And um, it also includes, you know, preventative awareness. We're very strong on victim identification, um, pornography addiction. We also do events and evangelical outreaches. And then with our events, we, we restore hope. And we support um, the vulnerable and we mm. expose the truth of human trafficking and modern day slavery. And then we also teach people how to decrease the demand 
um, which you know constitutes yes. the trafficking, as well as involve them to make um, you know real tangible mm. difference within their community. So that is very, that is key for us is to work within communities. And then tell me, when you do work in communities, do you find that people actually come to the front who's actually been in situations like that? You know, um, you know, do people come out with, you know, with with their own um, backgrounds or if they've been involved in it? Um, and do you deal with those people specifically then maybe on a one-to-one or refer them to people where they can get healing in that area? Yes, that's a that's a very good question. Very important is we believe in a full circle. So instead of just going, say, into a school in a community and giving a presentation to the kiddies and walking away, what we believe is we have to identify a social worker within either the school or the community, okay. um, a teacher, so that those kids can be referred to more specifically a professional, mm. pref- um, preferably a DSD person, a social worker. So that's very important. Yeah. And I remember you said you guys take hands. It's important for you to take hands. So you're not isolated as the Joseph movement, but you have yes. the right people and the right networking, um, you know, people that surround. That's right. And that is so important because, you know, when when you're actually dealing with a real um, victim of trafficking, you actually need to have a social worker um, in order to take all the nitty gritty details down of that victim. Because you must remember with um, a human trafficking victim, the only evidence you have is the victim. Sure. So this is one of the reasons why there are so little or few convictions within court, because that step mm. is often neglected. Mm. Yeah, so that's yes, and I can see that must be very important because that's mm. first-hand mm. information or evidence that you need. Um, let's let's go a little bit and see how does the Joseph movement then combat um, human trafficking. Thank you, Lana. Yes, so, so you know, we work towards exposing and reducing human trafficking and sexual exploitation, and we focus a lot on online awareness as well as direct education because, you know, education is power. <laughs> and it also includes preventative awareness and victim identification. We also educate on that, and that's very important. Um, pornography addiction, we also do events and outreaches, specifically evangelical outreaches. And so with with our events, we try to restore hope mm-hmm. and support for vulnerable people who come from maybe a broken um, household mm. or from an abused background. Um, and then we, we also teach people on how to decrease the demand, um, which, you know, constitutes to human trafficking as well as involve them to make a tangible difference within their mm. community. Um, and then we we also strongly believe in involving um, other counter-trafficking organizations. So we often take hands with, with them and with key professionals to assist on various levels, uh, such as not just education, but extraction, counseling, assisting victims with skills development and also helping to integrate them back into society. 
Now that sounds amazing. It sounds like you've got a whole network of people that are, you know, great in this field that can handle it. And um, so I think what we will do right now is let us take a short break and then we will come back and chat further. Thank you, Alana. Hi, this is Alana. Well, if you, you've just tuned into Body Matters and I'm tat- chatting to Tusha de Klerk from the Joseph Movement and we're chatting about human trafficking what does human trafficking look like and how you can combat human trafficking. Um, so Tusha has um, an organization, as I said, with the organization, they equip people, they make people aware of what's out there. And so we're going to chat a little bit now about pornography and how pornography plays a role in human trafficking. So Tusha, how does pornography, um, you know, slot into human trafficking? Thank you, Alana. Yes, so pornography actually fuels sex trafficking. It actually cannot exist without sex trafficking. And the sad thing is that a lot of users do not fully realize the truth behind the facade or the smile. And while they observe the performers, uh, there are many cases that we're aware of um, where abuse, coercion, uh, manipulation against the performers within the pornography industry take place. And wherever there is porn made by force, fraud or coercion, Mm -hmm. um, or if a person is um, under the age of 18, of course, it is considered sex trafficking. So, you know, with force, it would normally be through abduction or through threats, um, threatening the victim's life or that of loved ones. In some cases with foreigners, they are threatened um, for their identification documents to be taken away. So there's also that fear of um, being handed over to the authorities. And then some victims are tricked um, through false job offers or mm. other contractual offers like what we've often seen, uh, false model o- modeling offers or even sports offers to sure. the younger boys, specifically soccer offers. And then through that, they lured and trapped. And then with manipulation, co- coercion and even blackmail, mm. Um, This happens a lot um, with online grooming, for example. People are groomed or manipulated, you know, um, into sharing explicit images. And this is then used to exploit them. So often explicit images or videos are taken of people, um, either willingly or against their will. And then it is used to exploit them Mm. um, by either using the images to coerce them or sometimes it's even sold um, to pornography sites. And then I also have to add, yes, Mm. there are um, porn stars, if you want to call them that, um, or performers who are there willingly. Mm. However, we have heard so many testimonies of um, such people where we know that um, there has been violence and abuse involved. Mm. Um, And the most common tool that is used by traffickers lately is the internet and social media Mm. because it is so easy you know it's just a different world on its own and Mm. so easy to make contact with people um so yeah so it is vital that all of us are responsible internet users and we have to remember wherever there's a demand for pornography the more you use it, the more you consume it, the more you create the demand. Mm. And then with the demand, um, you have to feed that demand. So 
Unfortunately, if there's a demand for pornography, sex traffickers will respond by offering the so-called products. And to mm. them, the product is the woman, the children, and even the men whom they exploit. So, um, you know, for these reasons, it's not accurate to label pornography as innocent entertainment, mm. um, nor is it right to say that pornography is a personal choice mm. because so many of those people in front of the cameras, so many of those performers were not given the freedom to choose. Yes. And that is something that we have to remember. Um, so much of mainstream pornography um, has, you know, extremities such as child abuse, incest, yes. racism, rape, um, a form of sexual violence against women, men, mm. and children, mm. um, and these kind, of, this kind of pornography is so easily accessible via mm. the internet. So there is a very strong link um, between pornography and sex trafficking. Um, a survey um, has actually um, shown that um, the viewing of internet pornography has actually increases the chance of sending sexual images um, or messages, mm. also known as sexting. So um, with that kind of thing, you know, when you get involved in sexting, um, those sexual explicit images um, are used and it makes children more vulnerable to extortion for um, sex yes. trafficking and child abuse. So, um, yeah, so... I hope that makes sense. Yes. Um, we we we've we known of so many studies and surveys. Um, one study was actually done. There were forty six specific studies that reported the effects of pornography use. Um, that actually also increases the risk of committing sexual offences, mm. and um, also accepting rape as a myth. Um, you know, mm -hmm. um, such as women enjoy being raped. So um, um, that's another danger of mm. the pornography use because it also changes the way that person views another individual. Yes. Not necessarily, not as a person, but um, as an object to be mm. used for your own satisfaction. And I also think it's something that opens a door in the spiritual realm when you, you get involved in stuff like that. And I think that's like you were talking about, it's, there's a progression Yes. From from looking at it to physically moving on to wanting more and even going over to the act of, you know, physical um, or sexual abuse. So I think that mm. that is a whole mm. thing that um, spirals eventually to being more satisfied. Am I right? It, it gets to a point where you need more. You want more um, yes. um, to that. And I think that's Most the definitely. danger. Um Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for, for sharing on that topic. And just for the listeners out there, is there any final words that you would like to just, you know, just say to, to the listeners out there? And, yeah, and if there's any of your details that you would like to share, where can they go onto your webpage site or email you? If, if you know, if there's a situation that they would just need to get more information. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you, Alana. Well, you know, we... we we haven't even touched on the harms that it causes to the consumer. Mm. So I just want to say that we're not here to judge anyone. We're not mm. here to point fingers. 
there are so many people that get trapped into um, pornography use. Mm. And if you are one of them, um, please do contact us for help or please reach out to someone whom you trust, someone who can um, support you and help you. Um, it is so important because we've seen that um, through scientific studies and so forth, you know, the uh, pornography use is linked with depression, anxiety, decreased sexual and relationship satisfaction, and so many other um, issues and behaviors. So we really want to urge you to to reach out for help. You're welcome to make contact with the Joseph Movement. You can make contact with us via our website, which is uh, josephmovement.org.za. Or you can make contact with us via our WhatsApp line, which is 082-766-9870. And, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I know that it does cause shame, but there is freedom. Um, we know of so many people, not only men, women as well, who have fallen victim to pornography addiction, and they have been set free. But the ultimate freedom comes through the gospel and through mm. um, through the Lord, um, our creator and our redeemer. So that is the last words that I would like to just get in there. <laughs> now, that's great, Susha. Would, would you perhaps pray for our listeners out there? Yes, Please. thank you. Father God, we thank you and praise you, Lord, that we can come before you not only as you're created and you're redeemed but father that we can come before you and you know every single hair on our heads you know every single need and i pray lord for those out there that are hurting those who are struggling with addictions and even have loved ones who are struggling i ask lord that you would strengthen them that they would receive um, encouragement and Father, that they would also take those practical steps and reach out for assistance. I also pray, Lord, against um, the fear that these people might have. And Lord, that um, they would also not uh, bash themselves, but know that we are all wicked sinners saved by grace and that you will save them. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Tisha, as you were praying, the scripture came to mind. Confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Yes. And I just believe when you um, expose whatever sin you have, you know, when you bring it to the light, whatever's in the light, the darkness doesn't have any control. Because what you, what you don't expose, you know, the devil will torture you. You know, anything that's hidden in the dark. But so my words to you is, you know, sometimes it's so difficult just to step out. But, you know, God is so gracious. Once you confess that, once you let it out, the devil has no hold. Exactly. You know, God can bring that healing. Yes. And so, yeah, so thank you, Tisha. That was such an interesting topic. It was something completely different to what I normally have. 
But I think there is such a need for people to be aware of it and um, to know that there is organizations in South Africa, you're in Cape Town, you know, that does deal with human trafficking and not just human trafficking, but all the aspects of human trafficking. And so thank you so much. I just want to wish you everything of the best with your um, Joseph movement. And I know God's going to use you mightily. And yeah, and thank just you. bring healing to those people that really need the healing. And so thank you so much. Thank you, Alana. I really appreciate it. And John, unfortunately, that's the end of the program. And I just want to thank you for joining me on Body Matters. Um, we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time. Um, so, yeah, have a wonderful and blessed and beautiful week. From me, Alana Olifi, goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.